You are listening to the Campus Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. Each Wednesday at 5 p.m. on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, I welcome a new guest from Queen's University to discuss news, issues, upcoming events, initiatives, and services for the benefit of Queen's students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Campus Speed. It is now 5 o'clock here at CFRC 101.9 FM, and I have the great privilege to welcome Trisha Baldwin, Director of the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts, in studio with me today. Welcome, Trisha. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. I'm really glad that you're here, too. Uh, We've got a lot of really exciting things to talk about, uh, particularly with the Isabel's upcoming uh, programming season. Uh, But before we get into everything, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts? Sure. So I'm the director there, and I have many hats to wear. I work with the most amazing team of people who work in operations and um, technical services, production, and uh, we have a great team. And part of my job, aside from being the director of the entire center, is to do the marketing. I do the programming, the contracting with artists, I'm very involved on the fundraising side. So I have many different hats and I live there. I, I have my day job and then I'm at all the performances in the evenings and on the weekends. And that's my fuel. I actually love being at performances and I love that connection between music and and the audience is just magical. Oh, how wonderful. Now, for listeners outside of Kingston who may not be aware, uh, what is the Isabel, and what kinds of programming has it offered uh, since its founding? Well, we opened in 2014, and it's a 90,000-square-foot building, um, $72 million um, to build, and we are the home for music, drama, and film and some visual art. And um, so we have a lot of academic activities and community activities, and we have our own presentation series. So within the Isabel, we have the most gorgeous concert hall with exquisite acoustics and um, our studio theater, our rehearsal hall where chamber music um, is also performed, our art and media lab where it's kind of the research and development arm of um, the um, Isabel and the academic activities, a film screening room, and a lot of production offices and post-production offices and classrooms. Wow. It's a huge place, but you know... It's actually the most outstanding performing arts center of any university in Canada. So what does the Isabel do in order to nurture and support world-class and emergent artists, in your view? Well, we've got such a passion for supporting that next generation of artists. And um, we have been partnering with a number of um, competitions around the world and presenting competition winners. And it's really great to hear this next generation's own take on this wonderful repertoire. And so it's wonderful also for the audience to get to know new artists rather than just the people that they know, to really be open to hearing artists that they have not yet heard about. Mm -hmm. And we also want to make sure that we're supporting the careers of these young artists because once they they get on the stage, there's there's this tremendous word of mouth that happens. And now the Isabel is actually seen as one of the top centers in Canada. We really do attract the top artists in the world. So it's a real honor for people to perform at the Isabel, but they also are thrilled because a concert hall is actually the instrument of a, a musician. And 
um, people who are touring, they play in great halls and they play in really horrendous halls. But it's <laughs> always a joy when they you see them, they start to warm up and this pure look of joy on their face like this is a fantastic acoustic mm-hmm. and I remember um, uh, some musicians from the Concertgebouw Orchestra from Holland one of the world's most famous orchestras they came and we were the last stop on their tour and they're probably thinking why did our agent say yes to this and we're coming to Kingston we just want to be home they started warming up this is the best hall we've played in, in in our entire tour, they were so excited. <laughs> and after two of their agents phoned and said, what happened? They absolutely loved it. They want to come back. And, <laughs> and we also have this music-loving audience. So it's really wonderful for emerging artists as well as um, um, established artists that it's such a responsive audience. So they love our audience because everybody loves music so much and they're right in there. And it's, so it's a very satisfying experience. And I'm, I'm sure you've done public speaking and you, you You've um, um, spoken to audiences that are engaged and not engaged. And it's mm-hmm. really hard when people aren't engaged. But when they are engaged, mm-hmm. this magic starts happening between mm-hmm. both bodies. It's a, it's pretty thrilling. The other thing that we're trying to do to help um, establish young emerging artists is we've started these national music competitions. In 2017, we had um, the Isabel Overton Bader Canadian Violin Competition. And in 2020, we have the Bader and Overton um, Canadian Cello Competition. Mm -hmm. And so we attract entrants from coast to coast in Canada. We have the most amazing jury who are going to be looking at and listening to all these young cellist um, tapes and videos. And then once it's decided who are the semifinalists, eight of them come to play at the Isabel and they are exposed to a lot of the movers and shakers in the arts industry. So that's pretty exciting for them. And then after the eight perform, then it gets narrowed down to three. Mm-hmm. And what's wonderful is the person, there's prizes you know, for first, second and third and an audience prize. But for the person who wins the top prize, CBC is taking this so seriously that they are actually broadcasting a future recital of the winner to be broadcast from coast to coast, and that helps launch careers. And the Kingston Symphony um, engages them to play a concerto, again, which helps build their experience and and their resume and, um, and just general awareness. And we do a lot of things just to help that that winner out. So they really are kind of launched and the word of mouth is out about them. And so people start to turn heads. And I think that's a, the major reason for having the competitions is to really help elevate the awareness of new artists so people are not always going back to the people that they know. Okay. And it is our duty to actually really help our country's um, really talented young artists to to really, really blossom. That's that's what we do here. (laughs) So now... I really liked how animated you were when you were talking about uh, particularly the orchestra from Holland that you were just mentioning. It might be a very difficult question, but can you tell us about uh, maybe one of your favorite performances that you immersed yourself in? Oh, sorry, that I I was in the audience? Yeah. Oh, I think the one that comes to mind is Jeremy Dutcher. And Jeremy Dutcher is an Indigenous singer that won the Polaris Prize and and a Juno Award this year. And um, it was um, Professor Dylan Robinson that had brought him into our Human Rights Arts Festival in 2017. There were about 100 people that came to that. And 
it was so astounding. He was actually, he found these old wax cylinders mm-hmm. of his ancestors singing. So we heard his ancestors singing and he starts to accompany his ancestor. And then this powerful 21st century voice comes about. It was so beautiful. And so the idea came about, let's have a whole indigenous festival. And when he came back, the whole place was filled. So it shows when you give a platform for artists, an amazing thing starts to happen. Mm -hmm. And so he came back and it was just, it was so beautiful. And we had people of all ages and stages, indigenous and non-indigenous people in the audience, but it was this beautiful shared experience. And, you know, we're so much online these days we don't have that many mechanisms where we can actually get together and have a communal experience with people we know and people we don't know. Mm-hmm. And there is the most beautiful feeling in the room when he was performing. And I will never forget it. I will never forget it. How wonderful. All right. So now moving, now we've talked about uh, a couple of performances that you've had the opportunity to participate in as an audience member. Uh, But now we're going to move into your upcoming 2019-2020 season. And of course, the Isabel has numerous festivals and competitions, some of which you've touched on a little bit already. Uh, These are coming up, including a new Virtuosi Festival, the National Cello Competition that you just mentioned, uh, another competition for Kingston's emerging musicians, and of course, the Isabel Human Rights Arts Festival. What's particularly unique about uh, the upcoming season of programming? Well, I think we've got the cello competition, as I mentioned, that will be very, very moving. But the Virtuosi Festival will be really exciting. And it's multidisciplinary. So we have the top classical, jazz, and soul musicians um, coming in to perform. We have the National Youth Orchestra of Canada and the European Union Youth Orchestra performing on the same stage together. Mm -hmm. And talk about emerging artists. That will be absolutely fantastic. One of the top... Top jazz um, performers in the world is Bramford Marsalis, and he and his quartet are going to be performing. Mm-hmm. And so that's thrilling for Kingston to have somebody of that stature. And Misha Bruker Gossman is returning. She's been here once before, and she is doing um, the song or um, a program based on songs um, written um, by strong black women. And so that is going to be very beautiful. And she's just got an amazing and generous personality. So you go on a real journey with her. Mm-hmm. And um, with um, the Orpheus Orchestra, Chamber Orchestra is one of the top chamber um, orchestras in the world. They are um, going to be touring um, and we have them on the tour. So they actually open up the festival with Jan Leszewski, which we're really, really happy about because he's a brilliant young pianist. Jan, at age 15, was offered an exclusive artist contract by Deutsche Grammophon, one of the top recording labels in the world at age 15. Wow. I had a newspaper route at age 15. (laughs) (laughs) He's just that talented. So we've got these really wonderful performers coming to play. And I think that's the great thing that we, when we're programming, we always want to take people on this wonderful journey. Things that you know, things that you don't know, but somehow you've gone on this journey and you're never the same after because you've, you've kind of had that courage to go into performances or genres that you haven't yet experienced. Mm -hmm. And I I think for myself, just as an audience member, that's where I've expanded the most to really start to listen to other genres and understand them. And, and every genre has its own kind of point of view and it's really exciting 
to kind of feel as an audience member that you become multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Now, for for lay people like me, what does virtuosity actually mean? What is that? Well, it's brilliant players. We have Leonard Nediak would be a great example. He's age 14, a Kingstonian, one of the top 10 pianists of his age in the entire world. <laughs> and he's got gifts beyond compare. Mm-hmm. So to, to have those extra gifts that almost seem superhuman, mm-hmm. that's that virtuosity. They're, just, they're in complete command of their instrument, but also of their art. Not, mm-hmm. not just technically, but as artists. They have something to give to the world that is astounding. Okay, so this it's a matter of... Uh, Talent and, and passion and knowledge. And, and connection. Huh? Connection. The ability to connect. <laughs> okay. And it's not genre specific either. No, not at all. Okay. So we're going to see uh, at the Bader and Overton Virtuosi Festival a number of different performances yeah. uh, across genres exactly. by the very best in the world the top in the world okay. including Leonid who's yeah. just it's it's fabulous to have Leo here performing and you know when um he's age 14 now but he um when he gets to his 20s and 30s he will be of that classification that we all say remember we knew him when <laughs> because he's he's just that talented and i was asking him about his summertime and he's already performing at some of the top world festivals he's uh, performing in more competitions he's really busy he's already performed with the toronto symphony and um the osm the montreal symphony mm-hmm. and he's he's this Kingstonian who has just been blessed with an amazing amount of talent. All right. Wow, that sounds exciting. It's really exciting. <laughs> okay, so um, moving on, can you tell us a little bit about the other uh, festival in the programming coming up uh, in this next season, the Isabel Human Rights Arts Festival? Uh, this isn't the first time this festival has been run. No. Uh, can you tell us about uh, the festival itself, its motivations? how it got started? Well, it's really interesting. Sometimes people um, put the arts into the category of entertainment, but in fact, artists are really great change agents for society, and mm-hmm. artists can reflect society back at itself, and uh, the arts can also shine a light um, on issues and people who have not um, been given that light. And so it's very important, especially in the times that we're living in, you know, the Donald Trump world, when we're looking at human rights and we're looking at diverse identities, to be able to actually communicate issues, but also um, different kinds of identities. So it's not just the tyranny of the majority. So I really believe that the arts are really central to society. And if you even look back in the McCarthy era um, with the crucible and Mm -hmm. all of of a sudden it was about the Salem witch hunt, but it was actually about McCarthy's um, witch hunt of communists mm-hmm. based on political beliefs. But he was able to actually tell society this is actually what's happening here. Yeah. And so that's what we're trying to do. And um, so we have a, the great privilege to be able to um, partner with the Heart Center who have a brand new work that they're putting on stage with artists of differing uh, abilities. And um, they've um, come to the Isabel once before and it was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I can hardly wait to see what they create now. And they're, they're already creating. So they're going to be doing um, four performances. Um, we have... Um, 
Safe Haven with Half a Music Baroque Orchestra that talks about immigration and migration during the Baroque era, but they, they start to read some of the letters that, and some actually sound like some of the things that, that we're hearing right now, but the issues of migration have happened through the history of humankind. This is not a new thing to the 21st century, but sometimes taking a look from a different um, century's perspective is really important. And one of the positive messages is that all these great composers were so influenced by different cultures, and that's why they became the composers they were, because because they had all these different influences. Mm -hmm. So we've got that, and we'll also um, be um, working um, with um, film festivals and our own film and media department on um, human rights um, films that are are, um, documentaries that are written on very specific subjects. And you just change, and it's really interesting because we hear the news all the time, but when you hear somebody's story, you're actually walking in their footsteps. (laughs) And all of a sudden that becomes real. So if you're that little girl walking up to a residential school for the first time, you realize how terrifying that would be. Mm -hmm. And I think... That's where the role, the role of the arts is very important um, t- to give us empathy and the ability to understand through human stories rather than um, third-party par- um, reporting. Mm-hmm. Be, um, because we, all of a sudden, again, we're walking in somebody else's shoes and that gives us an understanding of what it would feel like to, to have prejudice or hatred or um, danger in front of us. And so that's what we're trying to um, do with a, many different genres, whether it's film or music or drama or um, um, a combination of um, a, a number of art forms to actually bring the issues that are facing society and have um, an artist's take on that. Mm-hmm. And I really found when we had our Indigenous Festival last year that we went on this amazing journey, but none of us will be the same after because we heard so many different points of view and they're so authentic as that first person reporting rather than it all being looked at through a western lens it's it's having somebody with their first voice reporting to us and and telling us their stories and we all changed as a result of it mm-hmm. and um i think we can kind of get in the habit of what the majority habit is the habit that is the way to do things but when you start to listen to other cultural paradigms, you realize, wow, there's a real strength in that. There's a real strength in the Indigenous perspective of preserving life for the next seven generations. That's actually something the world needs to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, one particular group does not have all the answers, but it really does help us not only understand issues, but also help to transform, transform society in a really positive way. And it sounds like there are many... Uh, many goals then that uh, can be achieved through uh, the Isabel Human Rights Arts Festival. And when is that festival actually taking place? That takes a place in the winter spring of 2020. Okay, so keep your eyes peeled for that and your, your ear to the ground <laughs> for more information. Uh, now you've got a couple of really neat looking competitions uh, coming up as well. Local musicians, uh, for example, will be really excited by the upcoming YGK Emerging Kingston Music musician competition. So tell us about this and uh, how emerging local musicians can participate. 
Well, the idea came from Claire Bouvier, who said, we've just got to do this. And she talked to Aaron Holmberg, our technical director, who is also a great recording producer. So they came to me and we said, well, let's just do it. And so now the applications are actually up and running. And um, people of any age that actually perceive themselves as an emerging musician can actually apply. They go to getaccepted.com slash the Isabel and you apply online. You just upload um, a video of uh, yourself or your group performing and it can be an iPhone video. It's the quality of the performance and the original work and, and not um, the quality of the filming necessarily. <laughs> well, that's important for folks who are emergent. And, yes. and then we've got all these great um, Kingston musicians that are actually going to go through all the videos and choose the top five. And the top five finalists actually get a $7,500 package that they get to be professionally recorded and videoed uh, photography, um, a year's um, membership at the Venture Club. They um, get a professional media kit. They've got workshops. Um, they get um, workshops um, uh, on your own business and as a young entrepreneur. So they really a lot of training and all the, um, their videos will be on the Isabel website for a year's time. So again, really trying to launch careers. And the whole competition actually culminates on um, September 20th. And we have the five um, groups that won on our stage. So they get to be on the Isabel stage mm -hmm. and a fan group there so that we can help them build audience as well. But uh, Claire just had a great idea, but we just were so excited about it. And we made it happen in record time because we just thought we just have to do that and I always think you know when new ideas come along you talk to the coalition of the willing and you move mountains yes <laughs> there's a lot of reasons why something should take a long time but when you really want to do it you have that sense of urgency to make things happen <laughs> oh that's fantastic great great um, now uh, now the uh, other competition that's coming up the Bader and Overton Canadian Cello Competition. You did mention this at the top of our show today. Can you tell us about the event and, and its motivations as well? It's following up on a, vi a previous violin competition, yes. is that right? So it's a triennial. So every three years we do a very large um, competition and we involve uh, on the jury the top artists in Canada and um, so it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful cross-country project. So we have faculty members from universities across the land. We have people applying. And um, there are a number of Canadians who are studying abroad at um, Juilliard, uh, Curtis School, um, the Guildhall in the UK. So we basically try to get in touch with all the schools around the world. And it's for um, Canadian players or landed immigrants. And we get the word out. And it's, it's quite tough because... Uh, even the first round, they have to play, um, they have to submit four videos of, of very, very demanding but diverse work. Mm -hmm. And then it gets down to the top eight and then the top three. But um, it's really wonderful because uh, the first prize winner won wins that $20,000 prize, the ability to play with the K Kingston Symphony, to be actually recorded by the CBC and mm -hmm. broadcast countrywide. So it's a great experience, but it is a great exposure for the industry because we tell the world when, when um, the winners are announced, we get it out to the world and it actually helps launch careers because it gets somebody basically in the sight of not just CBC, but a number of different orchestras and people who are presenting recital, uh, recitals and um, concert series. So um, 
anything that we can do to help these young artists launch their career is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And for them to be able to play in a world-class acoustic is fabulous. And it's not like um, Survivor. We actually treat everybody with so much respect. There's so much <laughs> warmth. Uh, there's the, we, we're giving certificates and flowers out, and we just really want to celebrate. Because once, if you're the top eight, you're great. Okay, so you're, nobody's getting kicked off stage left. No, no, nobody's <laughs> getting kicked off. Everybody's being celebrated. And, right on. And there's always great examples of, you know, people that didn't get in the finals and it's actually their career that ends up um, launching. So we always tell people, you know, this is, you know, the judgment of the, the, the day, but that has nothing to do with your your overall talent. You keep on going. Yeah. Because anybody that's made it that far has the talent to do some really, really great things. Oh, that's encouraging. And it's so it's so lovely. Even talking um, to um, a number of our jury members, I was getting advice on what kind of uh, repertoire, the pieces that they should be performing at uh, um, the different levels. But they talk about their music with so much affection mm-hmm. and people who've been around for a long time but they just talk so passionately about how beautiful this repertoire is and that they really want to help that next generation it's a very generous spirit that that happens together okay. it's, it's one of those special times and when you see people really shoot for the stars and take us beyond what a privilege, a great privilege that is just to be in the audience, to see these young people with their own point of view, just go for it. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting. It sounds like <laughs> it. Um, so where can folks get uh, ticket information or more information about the events or or even some of the performers? Sure. Um, you just need to go on our site. So it's um, queensu.ca slash the Isabel. So you'll see all our performances um, listed um, on our website. And so I'm, um, and it talks about um, the program itself and the artists themselves. And now it's so wonderful that we've got YouTube that you can actually go on to YouTube and actually really um, sample some of the artists ahead of time. Wonderful. And uh, I was going to ask too, uh, you mentioned some of these uh, things have uh, jury members. How are jury members selected? Who, like, maybe you can't identify who, but yeah. what types of people might be among the juries? The excellence of their performance themselves, as so their excellence as artists, but also are they teaching? Mm-hmm. Um, and do they have a lot of experience with the next generation and working with the next generation? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of a combination of their own artistic gifts and, and their their own um, teaching abilities and their passion um, to train that next generation. Okay, so there sounds like a, there's a mentorship opportunity in exactly. there as well. We even have an artist agent come in and Andrew Kwan has just agreed to do that and he coaches them what you need to do in, in terms of presenting yourself to presenters. So we, we try to make sure that anybody that's come to the um, semifinals and finals, that, that they've had a really great learning experience. How wonderful. Now, uh, would you like to add anything else or share anything else about the Isabel with our audience today? Well, I just uh, always encourage people to just go a bit beyond your comfort zone and try something that you haven't tried before because we're really on this great lifelong journey as human beings on this planet. So really go try it and there's nothing like live performance. That's when the magic happens. It's not, I, I love listening to recordings. I listen to recordings all the time, but there's something magical about live performances. So just go for it. All right. And with that, thank you very much, Trisha Baldwin, Director, 
the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts for coming in and telling us all about the upcoming 2019-2020 season at the Isabel. Really exciting stuff. It is. Thanks so much for having me here. (laughs) Thanks for coming and telling us all about it. 